Accessing node A two E E E three four Q. Connected. Downloading. Transfer complete. Welcome back to the Dead Drop, the secure transfer of video game and developer news. I'm Matthew Bliss, your interpreter of the games industry, your prophet of playable material, your professor of time preservation. And today we're looking at an updates episode. There's some new information coming out about stories we've covered in previous episodes, in addition to new information about games upcoming that you might be interested in seeing a little bit more about. While we can't cover everything in the audio version of this podcast, I'll make sure that all of the links to the content that I mention is linked in the show notes. So make sure you check that out for any video footage and extra stuff. Those show notes include so many things, links to other content, ways to get in touch with me, and the articles sourced for every single story that I mention on these episodes. So if you haven't checked them out yet, just do that little swipe right or swipe up or whatever you do in your podcast player to check them out, and then click and have an investigate, have a bit of a read. Media literacy is still one of the missions of this podcast, and without a point of comparison, it's hard to tell if we're doing the right thing or not. Anyway, let's jump into the stories for today. This is your transfer from the 5th of September, 2022, and these are the new stories that you need to know. You might remember a couple of months ago, we reported on the developers of the game Domina on Steam receiving some backlash for including transphobic rhetoric in their patch notes for the game. Well. Now Domina, the game has been removed from Steam after consistent messaging from the studio with consistent transphobic messaging included in it. They've been consistently derisive in patch notes, either quietly or very succinctly. And in the recent Steam page news for the game Domina, they made what I'm sure they believe is a tongue-in-cheek post where they have changed the name Domina to Dominus and some offensive justifications for that really making a mockery of anything to do with the trans community. The title was removed from Steam by a member of Steam support who justified it by saying, we also noticed that you are clearing a number of reported posts in your hub containing rule violations. We made it clear in our last communication that future violations of our rules and guidelines like this would jeopardize our future relationship. They have now ended. The relationship will not be hosting games from Dolphin Barn Incorporated anymore. And for good reason. For more context on this complex issue, please make sure you check the show notes. Last week, we talked about an indie developer on Steam who unveiled an entire CD key reselling conspiracy that was run through the Steam Curator program on Steam. And now 11-Bit Studios has come out and said that they will no longer be giving Steam keys at all to Steam curators as a result of these investigations and the bans of those curated groups. 11-Bit Studios is responsible for this War of Mine and Frostpunk and was one of the first game-based initial proponents of support for Ukraine when Russia was enacting their invasion. What they're hopefully doing here is setting a trend and that other developers will not be sending Steam keys out, at least until Valve comes up with terms and policies to try and avoid this kind of exploitation of the goodwill of developers on the platform. After a lot of speculation on the direction of Assassin's Creed going forward, it seems that a new Assassin's Creed game is currently in the works, has been announced as Assassin's Creed Mirage, and more information will be coming at a Ubisoft Forward event on September 10th at 12 noon Pacific time, or 5am on September 11th for the Australians. Some of the speculation around this new game is that it's focused on Basim, 
character introduced as part of Assassin's Creed Valhalla and may be returning to its initial landscape, location and motif as Assassin's Creed 1. The Assassin's Creed uniform worn by the individual in a picture that was released by the Ubisoft Twitter account shows that it may be very similar to one as well with the full white uniform and extremely close to what Basim was wearing in Valhalla. It does also sound like it's not going to be the ongoing live service game, it's going to be a single game in and of itself. Some of the speculation is also around it originally being a DLC pack that is now expanded to a full game, but this is all speculative. More of this information will be revealed later on this week. Riot Games and the charity Take This have released some materials to support the mental health of players, streamers and content creators in the space. Addressing the well-being of content creators is a big subject at the moment, particularly with burnout being rife among many of them. And it seems that Riot Games provided a grant to Take This back in May to start the creation of these resources and providing their support. It seems like there will be a set of modules that will be made available that have been created by Dr. Kelly Dunlap and Raphael Bocamazzo. There will also be six panel discussions focusing on mental health in marginalized communities. Riot Games has come out of the woodwork this year with a bunch of stuff supporting streamers and other areas of content creation. In particular, their set of music that is available and free to use without copyright restrictions on streams. They can also brag about winning an Emmy for Best Animated Program for the Netflix series Arcane that was released late last year. Diablo Immortal is back in the news again after players have been stripped of third-party orbs that were purchased outside the game and they also have to repay their debt in-game as well. The third-party orb saga is about people purchasing these orbs from outside of the game in order to be able to make progress much faster it's also cheaper for them to do so than purchasing them in-game. These third-party orbs break the terms of service, so what Diablo Immortal devs have done is removed whatever orbs they purchased this way and left a negative balance that players will then have to repay before they can start earning orbs that they can use again. For a game that has generated over $100 million in eight weeks on mobile, you'd think that they could be a little bit more generous about the way that these orbs have been procured, but as we can tell, in-game currency or currency in general seems to be something that Diablo Immortal is not willing to negotiate on. Striking Distance Studios founder Glenn Schofield recently tweeted bragging about the amount of hours and number of days worked by the studio that is currently making the Callisto Protocol in order to get to the final state that they're going to be happy and proud of. He mentioned working 12 to 15 hour days, six to seven days a week, working over lunch and dinner and justifying it by saying you do it because you love it. As you know, we are not about clickbait on this podcast. And after deleting those tweets, he has come out with another tweeting update saying that anyone who knows me knows how passionate I am about the people I work with. Earlier, I tweeted how proud I was of the effort and the hours the team was putting in that was wrong. We value passion and creativity, not long hours. I'm sorry to the team for coming across like this. So it sounds like he was just very proud of his team for the effort on the creativity that they were putting into the game, as opposed to promoting a crunch culture, which is something that news, media, and game development is very much against and will be very quick to call it out. Lastly, a couple of quick mentions of upcoming content for games in progress or that have been released. The dev team for Hogwarts Legacy has come out and said that while Quidditch is visible in the trailers as something that looks playable, 
it won't be a game that's playable in the game. Broomstick riding is a function of moving around the open world, but it seems the game of Quidditch just won't be playable in there, so if that's what got you excited, you may be a little bit disappointed. We also have God of War Ragnarok footage, which has come out from Game Informer, and if you head to their YouTube, you'll see a number of videos indicating combat, the story, the environments, just a bit of extra information in the lead up to the release in November. We also have a CD Projekt stream coming up soon, talking about what's next for Cyberpunk 2077. This live stream will be on September 6th, will be a Night City Wire live stream, and is anticipated to include information about the game upcoming in addition to the new series coming to Netflix called Cyberpunk Edgerunners. And on that note, cue the Cyberpunk outro. That was the gaming industry news that you need to know. If this is your first episode, welcome to the Dead Drop Network. Head to deaddroppod.com to check out the sources of the stories and more. Visit the Instagram for even more content. Get in touch with me on Twitter at MattBlissPod. Rate and review the podcast on Podchaser, Good Pods, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Join me every Monday and Thursday for the latest game news and make sure to tell your friends about the Dead Drop. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days.